0: Do Does it matter? You can do whatever
1: you want. Okay, very I know, that's my brain, oh, wait, my brain is like totally mixed up. Okay,
0: so I have you on speakerphone and then
1: I have the recorder going. You don't have to have a speakerphone. It's probably better if you don't actually. Sorry uh, everybody, we're going through the logistics of a podcast. You know, he, just, he is bipolar today. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so you just got back from a trip. You landed. Where, where were you flying from? East um, coast or was it a longer flight?
0: I was in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. And then before that, oh, I was in uh, Orlando. And then I'm home for a day. And then I fly out again on Sunday to go to Seattle.
1: How many miles a year are you in the air?
0: Uh, that is an excellent question. Too many.
1: It's got to be 120,000, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, put it this way, I've got like the top tier status on two different airlines. So it's a lot.
1: On two airlines? Yeah. That's uncommon. So you're 1K on United. And wait, let me guess. I do you're... American. American.
0: American interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got the non-stop to Orlando, which is nice for um, filming with Golf Channel. So
1: Right, cuz yeah. where where do you mostly spend your time?
0: Well, I live in Arizona, and then Golf Channel headquarters is in Orlando. So I I'm see. Typically flying there every week for the most part to film and um and then other than that i'll have different appearances and corporate outings and things with my sponsors so like this week i filmed school of golf earlier this week then i came home for like 12 hours then i flew out to minneapolis i had a corporate outing and i just flew home be home for a day and then i'm uh, going out to do another outing and then also uh, with my sponsor puma cobra puma we go to seattle and um I play with the CEO of Costco, and they they put on a really great event. So it's kind of always different, but it keeps it really interesting. So I enjoy it. So
1: wait, when you you go to Orlando, do you batch shoot? Do you shoot like five episodes in a day or two?
0: No, we do not. So that's why I fly there every week, because we want to keep everything very relevant with what's going on in the golf world. What just happened over the weekend, what's coming up, who's defending champion, um, that sort of thing. So... So, no, I mean, maybe at the most we'll film maybe two shows, and that's just because if one of us is out of town or, you know, there's something weird in the schedule. But we will typically film, like, on the Tuesday. So School of Warfare is Tuesday, 7 Eastern for everyone. <laughs> but we'll typically film that morning. <laughs> Put that little plug there. We'll film in the morning and or get to the studio in the morning, film, and then when we get done filming, I head straight to the airport, and then the show airs a couple hours later. So it's pretty, it's filmed, like, pretty live. There's not, like, a ton of retakes. But it's a whole process, like, with the producers' meetings and, and all of that. So, and now I'm going to be hosting yeah, another I mean, show, too. So I'll be filming Another more. show? Because yeah. you weren't
1: busy enough. Yeah, you were just totally like, I'm bored. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. What else, what else <laughs> can I do? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so what's, the, what's the other show? Can yeah, I actually just it announced it. Secret? Yeah, no, I just I literally just announced it when I miscalled you at the wrong time. I was like, okay, I can announce this now because the first show actually airs in a few hours, um, East oh. Coast time. But um, it's called Best Lessons Ever. And it's, Wait,
1: you cut out on my end. You cut out. It's oh, called what, Endeavor?
0: Best Lessons Ever.
1: Oh, best. Not Endeavor at all. Best <laughs> no. Lessons Ever.
0: Okay, got best it. Best Lessons <laughs> Ever. Yeah, so it's a compilation of all the guests that we've had on any and all of our shows, and we picked the best lessons, and I'm hosting it. And it's going to air, well, like I said, it's going to be airing today and then tomorrow, but it will start airing regularly in September, starting September 10th. Um, it'll air Monday nights at 7 Eastern. So it'll be cool because I'll have back-to-back nights, Monday night, best lessons ever, 7 Eastern, and then Tuesday night, school of golf, 7 Eastern. So should be pretty neat.
1: Um, that's, that's exciting. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I don't know. So, so wait, you, how many, have you ever calculated how many nights a year are you not at home?
0: No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be up there. not to, right. to it. has gotta right. be, it's gotta be 190.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be a lot. I mean, when I played full time, I was traveling on the road all the time. So to be honest, right. I'm kind of, it's just like part of my life, but, um. Yeah,
1: you're just used to it. Yeah. What's your most, uh, quirky, uh, travel um, habit.
0: I, I have to have movies or something downloaded on my iPad. I can't read on a plane because I get like motion sickness. Really? Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. You know, if I'm like needing to look over scripts or things like that, it's just that five and a half hours I'm on the plane can't do it. Um, and I have to be entertained, so I have to watch movies. And then those head uh, speakers. The noise-canceling ones. Have lines, to have those. They have is, to have those. They are life-changing. Like I didn't have, I forgot them on this last trip to Minneapolis. So coming home, I just had my um, iPhone speakers, and they're just they're awful.
1: <laughs> no, they don't cut. You you can't hear anything. You no, hear the engines so bad. More. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm actually sponsored by Bose, but they don't know it.
0: Really? I just, yeah, I just you need I
1: literally to will. Su- like I tell everybody about my experience with the Bose headphones, because it's it's borderline. What I do sometimes is, when I really want to sleep, I'll do earplugs inside my ears, and then I put the Bose headphones on with no music, turn on the noise cancel, yeah. and it's 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 literally the quietest place I've ever been in my life.
0: <laughs> uh, that sounds so peaceful. I need a, I need to try that with the head with the uh, things in the ears.
1: Try it. You could probably get like 18 seconds into some type of serious disaster and not even know until someone <laughs> like visually alerts you. Someone's like, that's "No, crazy. you're in the exit row. Open the door."
0: Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> not the Sorry. person I, you want. I mean, so
0: we don't want you to be in the exit row, basically.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like in the event of an emergency, I actually would man up. Like, I would. I would like to think that I would turn immediately into Ethan Hunt. I don't yeah. know if that's true, but You'd be you know, badass. I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that. <laughs> um you always read those stories about what do you do you um do you, what's your favorite instagram account to follow you're pretty active on instagram what do you what do you look forward to
0: um, it doesn't
1: need to be golf related
0: i like to follow well i follow a lot of bloggers and then i follow a lot of like i'm really into like interior design and cooking um you
1: like cooking i love yeah cooking. i
0: love cooking do you
1: yeah, I really do. It's 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 great because it's not a job, but it's a task. You know.
0: Yeah, and you can be creative. So you must be creative, then, huh?
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I go a little too far.
0: <laughs>
1: it's cool too because you can only you can only do it. You're you're limited to the ingredients in your house. You know. So it's like, hmm, I don't have what I want to make this. I've never used recipes. Do you use recipes, or what do you do?
0: No, so I'm the type of person, I do not follow recipes. I What I will do is I'll look up on Pinterest, I'll look up multiple different recipes for the same thing, and then just in my mind creatively just pull from different things I've read and make my own recipe. And then, of course, like you said, it depends what ingredients do you have and what do you not have. So then it ends up being my own creation, and... Yeah. So how so many times
1: cool. have you not? How many times have you been unable to eat one of your own creations? Like, have you just a big fail?
0: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> really? Only one time I can think of.
1: What was it? I only know, one it?
0: time. No, I'd say like I yeah, I'd say I'm I'm pretty decent cook. One time was really bad though. It was um, Christmas morning,
1: and oh, you were under pressure. Yeah, I was under you pressure.
0: For? oh my gosh um just four people but my brother yeah uh, my family was there and um I was gonna make I had this bright idea I was gonna make eggs benedict and I don't know if you've ever made eggs benedict but it's kind of it's tough to make because it's the timing has to be perfect yeah and like the egg the poached egg and then the ham and the sauce and then it's just it's kind of a lot of things at once and this was a few years ago And very involved. I bought this special pan to make it and I'm cooking it and I'd set it on the table to eat that breakfast morning and I'm like so proud I've like made this like really what I thought was, you know, a pretty extravagant meal for <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> this this new recipe and my brother is looking at it and gives you this look like, are you kidding me? He's like, I cannot eat this, it's not it it was to his defense, it was the egg was not cooked correctly. Um <laughs> It was well, really the egg was yellow. Overcooked open. or undercooked? It was so undercooked. So I realized what I did wrong was I forgot to put the lid on the pan because it needed that steam to cook the entire egg. So it was only like halfway oh. cooked, not even. So it was really bad. And I was trying to make him eat it and telling him, "No, it's okay. It's supposed to be like that." And he's like cutting it, <laughs> and just playing with it, and we just start dying laughing. And then I realized, oh, I didn't do it right. So. Yeah, yeah so we a, still talk about that, flaw. how horrible that meal was and how I tried to pretend like it was how it was supposed to be, but it wasn't.
1: It's pretty bold of you to go out there <laughs> yeah, metaphorically on a Sunday with a new club in the bag. That's, that's pretty... That's I hard. know, that's brave.
0: right? I know, that was brave. <laughs> I failed dramatically, though. Oh, geez.
1: <laughs> I've made... I've, uh, I have two things about cooking, right? So one is, yeah, I make mistakes all the time, but I will pretty much always eat it. Because I usually only go uh, on creative tangents when I'm alone. Uh uh-huh. like I, I cook for that's, myself That's all a time. smart move. But like, yeah, <laughs> like on Christmas morning, I don't even know if I could step up to the plate. Like I'd be like, dad, yeah. you got this, mom, you got it. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things I've noticed about myself, uh, you know, in, in dating for me, when a, when a, this is, I hope this doesn't sound sexist to any women listening, but when, when a woman can't cook, it, it, it actually really fucks with me.
0: Really? You know? and I don't.
1: That's, it's not because I want them to cook for me. It's that I enjoy the experience of cooking together. And, you know, it's, it's a collaborative, um, uh, activity, you know?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um, all right. So you started playing golf and you were immediately discovered as a prodigy. True or false? Uh,
0: I mean, yeah, I guess I, I picked it up really quickly. So yeah, I would say definitely you, something clicked. Yeah.
1: You started at like a little bit late, right? Like, a, like a yeah. what, 11, right?
0: Yeah. And that was, yeah, considered, I mean, yeah, late. Mm-hmm. Most everyone else later, I know started so much earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then two years later you're on the AJGA, and you're like, "Hi, I'm Blair O'Neill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the cake. I'm gonna win the whole thing."
0: Uh, well, I wasn't like that my first tournament, but yeah, I mean it is kind of crazy to look back and think that I started when I was 11, and I started playing AJGA when I was 13, which is when you could even start as soon as you could, and I. Um, I mean, when I I started playing, I started playing. I was, I like practiced my butt off. I was, I lived out at the golf course before school, after school. Um, I just loved it and I really excelled really quickly, but I put in a lot of work. But my first AJGA tournament, the first day, it was a tournament in Tucson and I shot 119 because I was so nervous and scared.
1: Wow, that's a lot of strokes.
0: On that's one a round. lot of strokes in <laughs> one round. Can you believe that? I know. Jesus, the fact that I remember it and I remember how like scared I was during that first round just shows you how yeah, it was um.
1: For was a second, a I thought moment. you were telling me the temperature.
0: <laughs> no, it probably I was, was like, the temperature oh. as well though. <laughs> no, 119. <laughs> Man, I've come a long way. But no, it was all nerves. Um, I just forgot so what y- I was doing. <laughs>
1: When you say you, when you say you like fell in love with it, is that, is that, what is that? Is that like, is that like an addiction to golf or is that yeah. like a deeply competitive nature or what, what, how do those intertwine? Cause I find that a lot of times when, uh, experiencing my own love of addiction slash whatever of golf, that a lot of times the addiction manifests in a almost, um, uh, you know, super stubborn desire to get better at all costs.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd say I'm pretty stubborn and competitive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to be, right? Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I I think you kind of nailed it right on the head. It is an an addiction, really. And then you want to get better and you love to compete. Like I play golf to compete. That's what drives me. That's what drove me to practice all the time. Um, and just to see myself improve and to see that improvement and kind of just push yourself and see how far you can go. So
1: So when you play a normal round like with your friends, you yeah. you are you don't care unless there's a stake.
0: Um you know what? It's hard. I'm getting better because I I don't obviously I don't play full time anymore the last couple of years I you know haven't played professional golf all-time. So it, I'll tell you what, it is different when I go out with just friends or family and they want to play on the weekends. Like if, unless there is some sort of competition, like it's not, to be honest, it's not, it's fun, but it's not that fun for me. Like what's fun for me is to play in a tournament. So I'll go out and it's, I've had to really, I've had to work on just enjoying myself while I'm out there. And not taking it so seriously because you just get that nailed into your head for so long that, I mean, if I have days off, I'm not out there playing golf just for the heck of it. I'll say that.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Now, what do you do on your days off? You cook or what? Well, you got other stuff yeah, to surf? Yeah,
0: I love. Uh, no, no surfing yeah. in Arizona. What?
1: No, not much surfing in Arizona, but wakeboarding, no. I guess. What do you do on your days off in uh, in AZ?
0: When I'm home, well, play with our puppy, um, hang out with family, friends, cook, workout. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it just depends how the weather is. So, I mean, Tell I do me play golf. I do play golf, but yeah. but um, not like it's not my desire. Like if I'm getting ready for a tournament, then I'll be out there practicing. But my dog is right. amazing. He's the best dog ever. and I'm sure everybody says that. <laughs> His name is Cozy, <laughs> and he's a Cavachon. You
1: know, it's funny. Everybody has that dog.
0: <laughs> right? I know. It sounds familiar, huh? <laughs>
1: what What kind of dog? How big? How many pounds? How old?
0: So he's four years old. He is a Cavachon. So he's Cavalier King Charles mixed with Bichon. He is 28 and a half pounds. I only know that because I took Dang. him to get his shots a couple weeks ago and he had to, got all caught up. And no, he's just an awesome dog. Um, like I said, everyone says that. But I, like, I bell trained him. So, what does that mean? so, uh, it means you have like a bell hanging from the doors and they go and they hit that bell when they have to go outside to tell you instead of like barking Whoa. at you or scratching on the door. And Whoa. I, I, I bell trained him in three days <laughs> cause he's such a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I don't know if
1: it's him or you though. Usually a well-trained dog is a sign of a very diligent, uh, owner. Not, not the dog doesn't need to be that smart.
0: Yeah, my husband says I'm a really good trainer. So he's like, You just did so good with, like, when he was little. He's like, You trained him so well. <laughs> I just stuck with it, That's just so persistence. Great. Yeah, right. but I had a good. I That's had a, hard. A
1: lot of people don't do that.
0: Yeah, I think it's so important. <laughs> do you like,
1: what's, the, what's the dog's name?
0: His name is Cozy.
1: Cozy. Does Cozy get on the furniture or the bed or anything?
0: He does. So, well, we got him because he's hypoallergenic. He doesn't shed. So, I mean, he doesn't, like, leave for everywhere. I have really bad allergies so that's why. But yes, Me he too. he owns the bed. He will sleep on my pillow. Wherever he's sleeping, he's that's like his spot staked out and we will sleep around that's him. Cool. Yeah.
1: That's cool. That's nice. He runs the show. Yeah, you know, I had a <laughs> speaking of allergies, I had a I did an allergy test and I found out the doctor said you are most of all things you are most allergic to grass. grass. And I was like, "Oh my god."
0: Yeah, I did the same
1: with you.
0: I did the same. Yeah, when I was, I had really bad asthma when I was younger. So I did allergy testing. when I was like 10 or 11 and um, it came back as one of the things was grass. And we're like, oh, that's not good. But so I always have allergy medicine in the golf bag.
1: What do you do? What do you do? Zyrtec, Claritin. Yeah, uh, I've tried them
0: all. I think I have Zyrtec in my bag right now.
1: Yeah, I usually travel with both. I was doing them every day for a while, and then I was just like, you know what, I gotta just take it easy. So I I yeah. try not to take it, and then yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So you uh, you're a great conversationalist, by the way. This is very this is very easy, smooth. Yeah, I can oh, tell you you're, you're very you. good at your job. I already knew that, but I can now see why. Thank you. Um, what is it like to transition from a life where you're devoted to you know one very specific goal that it's very obvious to know whether or not you've gotten it, and then now it's you know totally different skills you're on camera, you're having to come up with um you know quips and funny things to say and and you know smile genuinely right how, how do you is there any carryover or was it a totally new thing for you and and how did you kind of get involved? Well, that's a lot of questions I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I feel like I could just say anything and it would have answered some part of your question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could start talking about uh, whatever, like the planets.
0: I'll just start talking and then we'll go from there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, just start talking about work.
0: Um, (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I think making the transition was very, well, okay, put it this way. So I had, I... First met everyone at Golf Channel when I was on the first big break. The first big break I was on, which was PEI. And I finished runner-up there. And then the next year I was on big break again, Dominican Republic. And I won that one. So I had created a great relationship with Golf Channel. And I had... Um, when I started playing professional golf, I started modeling and doing, like, little little acting jobs here and there. And so I knew it was something that really interested me, being in front of the camera. Um, so I was still playing professional golf. And I had always said to myself, I'd always had the goal that when I was done playing one day that I would love to work for golf channel or, you know, something in golf televisions and sports. And I had, um, gotten a call from golf channel, say a year and a half or so before I actually started working for them to, um, to work. Oh, I hear your pup.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my dog barking. Uh, someone must be delivering golf clubs or something.
0: Oh yeah, another box of clubs, huh? Eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> box of clubs. Oh well. Thanks, Callaway.
0: <laughs>
1: but um, okay, yeah, yes so I had
0: got I, I had got the call um from the high ups at golf channel and and asked if I was interested and I um it was a really hard choice because at that time I wasn't ready I was still playing and I just felt like I still had more in me to give and I wasn't ready to make that move yet and they could feel that and and I came in and I did an audition and it didn't go very well at all but I think we kind of all knew from the beginning it just wasn't really the right time um and then a year and a half later I got another call to come back and 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 work on school of golf for a shorter amount of time commitment and then that way I felt like I could kind of feel it out see if I liked it and then also see if they you know liked me you know working with them as well and just from then it's just been excellent so to answer your question about the carryover I think there absolutely is a carryover from me playing competitive golf to working in television I think both jobs are very intense they both take a lot of preparation Um, especially in live television, like when I work on morning drive, you're really put on the spot and, you know, you just like in golf, you don't, you can't hit a bad shot. I mean, you have 18 holes, but on live television, you know, you have to be able to think quick and, um, and you can't really, there's not a lot of room for air. So what I love about it, I think is the intensity that, that both of those jobs bring in the pressure. I think I kind of thrive for that.
1: There it's, it's, it is really interesting. I found that, you know, cause I never wanted to be a voice or a face, you know, I just, I thought I was a behind the camera guy. And then I found it's, it's, there's something that happens when they say go, right. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you're going. And I feel like I find a place of like, just like insane focus like yes you know know what I mean like like there's nothing that's gonna get in between whatever the fuck I have to say or whatever they're saying
0: yes absolutely and that's Um, so cool isn't it I love that it's
1: really cool (laughs) interestingly though I found it's actually really exhausting
0: yeah when you're I
1: feel like a diva saying that to be honest
0: with you (laughs) It's well I mean so it is exhausting. true I mean when you're on you're on like for me when I'm on I'm on and then when I'm off like I don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> like I just want right. to like just relax and just nobody nobody else talk to me sort of thing but yeah. uh, um,
1: um I feel like you must have a lot of you you just seem like such a great person you, you you must uh you must have had some really incredible coincidences that, that stick out to you in your life any any that any that stick out is that, I'm just fishing for interesting stuff anything there
0: I mean, I think my whole career has been a pretty interesting path, really, unlike any others. I think. I mean, I like I said, when I graduated from college, I turned professional and I did my, I took on my first modeling job. Um, that was a calendar. We shot it in Hawaii for Golf Digest, and um, and I started modeling as well while I was playing competitive golf I went to at that time it was futures tour which is um symmetric tour and placed really well in Q school school there I think I finished in the top 10 and and I was kind of following the path of golfing but then modeling starting a new modeling career as well and that really was to pay for all of my expenses for golf so my story was a little bit different I mean a lot of golfers grow up and really they have their parents backing them and all that and I didn't have that at all I mean it was completely all me figuring out how I was going to get this done um so that experience I think although it was really tough it you know it made me stronger and taught me a lot throughout the ways and it gave me some o- other opportunities as well but it also hindered me in some ways to where I wasn't I would say when I was playing I wasn't completely able to 100% focus on just playing because you know finances and all that were always a struggle as well and then I was you know when was this modeling job co- coming up could I do this could I do this outing you know I want to get this money paid so I can play next month but then you know I've got to focus on Handling all my traveling and getting that all set up and what tournaments I'm playing on and practicing. So I had a lot on me, I think, at a young age looking back. I'm like, man, I really handled that as best as I could. Um, but all of those weird things that happened throughout my career, I've um, had a lot of amazing opportunities come my way as well uh, with Golf Channel. Once I, you know, one big break that really did, really was my big break and gave me other opportunities as well. Um, I co-hosted
1: multiple big breaks.
0: Yeah. I yeah, two of them. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I got to do some little projects with golf channel after that, you know, co-hosted Donald Trump's fabulous world of golf with him. I did another, um, like a YouTube series with golf channel. So a bunch of little, um, you know, well, different types of Wait, you worked? Of you worked
1: with Donald Trump. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I co-hosted a show. It was a time called Donald Trump's fabulous world of golf. A playoff Amazing. of a wonderful world of golf. Yeah. So that was so, pretty cool. Yes, yeah, gonna... so I have pictures with him, and we had, you know, the big screening party with him, and his sons were there and all that. So it's pretty – it's kind of crazy now to look back and be like, oh, wow, I've, you know, hung out with the president and <laughs> played with him. And <laughs> I, uh,
1: I really do my best to stay away from politics on the show. Yes. Uh, just because <laughs> it's not about that. But right. I do, it's so interesting to me because um, I, I'm curious to know what your experience is. My experience was, as I met him, and we were uh, backstage of a talk show, uh, SNL, not a talk show, uh, Uh uh, SNL. Yeah, yeah. And he, we started talking, I was like standing in the hallway, and he came up, and he's like, how's it going? And I was like, "Uh, pretty good, you know, just hanging out. He's like, hey, I was like, hey, you like golf, yeah? He's like, yeah, I love golf. I was like, he's like, you? I was like, yeah, I love golf. It's my life. And he's like, oh, really? What do you do? And it was so weird, because... I don't know. It doesn't really matter where your political affiliations lie, but for for such an... He, in person, I was like, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. And I remember thinking that. And then, you know, I mean, I I hope I don't offend anybody listening because I know that he's definitely um, 50-50 as far as how people feel about him. But, right. but it was very interesting that I was like, you're a really nice guy. And, and maybe that's just what you do when you're... Um, you know, it's like your job really is just to be a nice, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. What was your experience with mean, He's a nice guy, right?
0: Yeah, no, my experience really was the same. I mean, yeah, so many, when I talk to people about this, so many people have, you know, their different opinions, but I mean, all I can really say is the experience that I had with him and also like I was, you know, his co-host. So we were working together and we, yeah, he was great. He was Really nice, friendly, great to work with. Um, Yeah, we played golf. Obviously, you know, he loves the game of golf. So, you know, you immediately have that in common. Um, But I had a great experience. But you also can tell, too, too, that he kind of holds this, I don't know, there's this vibe or prestige around him. And, you know, people... He he can get things done. Like when we were on the golf course, and if there was a mark on the one of the cart paths, he made sure to point it out to somebody that that needed to be fixed because the course needed to be pristine and and, and perfect. And it really ultimately was perfection, the golf course. Right. So uh, uh,
1: I just feel like I need to say from my end, you know, like I said, a, a lot of my followers, listeners here, I'm sure are, um, you know, what, whatever they are. I think the main point I was trying to drive home is that despite most of the time, I think we were on the golf course, we run into people of minor differences, right? We, we say, oh, I'm not like them because of this. I'm not like them because of that. But th- this is a case for me and uh, the, the Donald where we really are about as opposite as you can get, uh-huh. uh, even without like any of the politics. But you add in the politics to it and it's like, oh my goodness, like I can't watch TV anymore. But I, I was surprised to find that even throughout all of that, Golf did what it always does for me, which is it, it allows me one um, tiny, uh, you know, door into right. a connection with somebody, no matter who or what or where or why or how.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it definitely um, does. No matter what it, difference you had, have, if you, you love ever, the game of golf, you love the game of golf, right?
1: <laughs> it's true, and and the truth is, even if even if you don't play it the way I play it, there are still ways that we can relate, and that's up to me to find. Okay, let's move on. Um, okay. You, uh, have you played Would You Rather?
0: Um, I don't think I have. I know I've heard about oh it. Oh, my God. But I never have.
1: <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I've got a couple uh, advertisements. We're going to do a couple of those. We'll come right back, and we'll do uh, we'll do a game of Would You Rather and you know just talk for a few more minutes. I'm excited. Sounds good. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, Rain Golf. You've heard me talk about this a bunch, y'all. Uh, I like the rain sunglasses. You know it. I wear them. You see me. I wear them. I could wear any pair of glasses. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, before I started working with Rain, I couldn't. I could wear whatever I wanted. And I, you know, there are some, there there are a lot of great sunglasses out there. That's the truth. Rain, I liked for multiple reasons. Right. One is it's just like it's it's Rain is like the underdog in some ways, you know, and that's why it's like it's like Vice. It's really chill. Like it's just literally like nah, a guy. I don't. You know, he was like, I'm just gonna make glasses over here in California. And then he sold a few, and then everybody was like, these glasses are cool. And all of a sudden, here we are now. You're listening to this. You're listening to me tell you about these glasses. Um, So it's R-A-E-N, Rain. They bring you handmade quality California classic style eyewear and sunglasses at an accessible price. That, for me, is one of the biggest ones because I'm going to lose them, and I'm going to break them. And that's just the facts about my life is I break and lose almost everything, even my own score and so that's what's chill about the glasses is like you know you're gonna pay one to two hundred bucks and you're gonna look great and you're gonna feel good they don't they, you know they feel good on my face that's the great thing and on a lot of the glasses i don't know how big or small you are because i can't see you right now but they come in different sizes too so there's like a number there and that's the millimeter the de- 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 uh millimeter uh diameter of the lens itself so if you're a if you're a big if you're a big fella Go for a 52. That's just the worst Australian accent. I need to stop doing accents. Anyway, it's a cool, relaxed product to protect my eyeballs because that's the other part that they do. Um, they're, my sun, they're, my, they're my go-to sunglasses for playing golf, taking snowball out, and a midday hike. That's the truth, too, is they actually they fit on my head perfectly for golf, and the golf swing doesn't mess them up at all. Um, I dig the Remy, and I dig the Mason. Those are some sick shades. Uh, if you go to rain.com, R-A-E-N, and use code RAINGOLF, R-A-E-N, GOLF, the way you spell it uh, at checkout, you get 20% off on your first order, plus free shipping on orders over $100. So basically, all everybody on the podcast should join together, order it all at once. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. But you should definitely go to rain golf and get some shades because I support it. RAIN.com, R-A-E-N. Check it out. Just let me know what you think. I'm into it. Uh, you know I would have told you about it Even if there wasn't a thing You know Even if there wasn't a thing I would tell you about it And I do Everybody asks me about the sunglasses They have great unisex glasses too Glasses for the ladies I actually um, Yeah I lost a pair Some chick took them And I don't have them anymore But I'm sure she looks great Wherever she does, wherever she is And hopefully the dude she's hanging with Is like Where'd you get those glasses <laughs> And she's like Rain.com <laughs> That would be hilarious Anyway, just please check them out. I think you'll be happy. All right, we're back. How great were those commercials? Jeez, I have no idea. I haven't even read them yet. I'm going to read them some other time. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great commercial. Life
1: of a podcast. This is very strange. Um, okay, so we have, uh, let's see. Should we, uh, Blair, up to you. Should we do, should we talk more? Or should we do, would you rather first or, li- or second?
0: Uh, whatever you want. This, this is your podcast.
1: Whoa, it is my podcast. All right, let's save let's all, you're, you're in charge here. Let's do a here. couple would you rather? Let's do a couple. Here, I got to go. Ready? Okay, wait. So would what is, rather... it? is it?
0: Is it kill? What are the options?
1: No, no, no. no. That's, that's marry, fuck, kill. Different oh, game.
0: Oh, different game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, so this is just would you rather. Option A or option B. All right. That's hilarious. Okay. Oh, I thought uh, we were yeah, getting real crazy. that's who you would
1: marry, who you would fuck, <laughs> and you would kill. And I would give you like, I would be like, Oprah, um, oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Actually, let's play Mary Fuck Kill. It's See, gonna this is a right good now. idea for your Oprah? next podcast. This is good. You've changed my life. Uh, Oprah, what's uh, Superman's name? Clark. No, uh, the actor? Oh. Bad the bad new bad. actor? All right, fuck it. Army Hammer, because they look the same when they're in The Legend of Uncle, The Man from Uncle. Great movie by The Man from Uncle. Uh, Army Hammer, Oprah, and uh... <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Go. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> All right, yeah. back to the would you rather. There
1: you go. <laughs> oh, she's not playing. I mean, you're obviously gonna marry Oprah, and you're probably gonna fuck uh, Army Hammer, and then you're gonna have to kill Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I
0: know. Poor Shaquille.
1: That's gonna be tough. Um. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Would you rather? And this is, we're gonna start off soft. Oh right. Would you rather play an entire round with nothing but a driver, or only a seven iron? This is obvious.
0: I mean, a seven iron. Although a driver is my favorite it's gonna, club. It's
1: gonna be a seven iron. Who wrote these questions? These suck. Would you rather? <laughs> well, I'm gonna read the next question, but I think I already know the answer. It says, "Would you rather?" This is. By the way, these are generic questions for for uh, pro golfers. These are not written for you. It just says, "Eric Lang Show: Questions for Pro Golfers, Generic Above and Specific Below." Would you rather play a round of golf shirtless or shoeless? There you go. I said it. Shoeless. It's gonna be shoeless, yeah. Obviously, you probably already played shoeless.
0: No, I work out shoeless though. You work on your balance, so that's actually a good drill.
1: Yeah. See, I would rather play shirtless because I have a very uh, awful golf tan, and I'm afraid of getting something in my feet.
0: Yeah, you got to work on that tan, those tan lines. You gotta work on
1: <laughs> <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather hear your opening tee shot OB three oh. times in a row, oh, gosh. or play every shot from the sand?
0: That's oh, that's horrible! I guess I would do. I, I mean, it'd have to be the tee shots then. I just have to just get through that. That's pretty so you're, awful. You're
1: man. you're in the fairway on the first hole. <laughs> Who whole made line these questions? <laughs> 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 i probably me and Stuart and Cole. You can of come up with these. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Would you rather? Uh, wait. Oh, this is not organized. Um. Well, I guess that's it for "Would You Rather."
0: That's all you got? Okay, that was easy. I have
1: more. I I don't know where they are. I mean, I could probably let's do one on the fly. Okay. Would you rather? uh, Would you rather uh, have to uh, sleep in your closet for uh, one year? Okay. Okay. I'm trying to figure out the rest of the question. Okay. Sleep in the closet for a year, or um, have your career low broken by two strokes at your favorite course on camera? Sleep in the closet for a year, or career low at your favorite course by two strokes on camera? Oh,
0: uh, I mean, I don't want to sleep in a closet for that long.
1: You don't want to sleep in a closet?
0: No. I want to sleep in a bed. Wait,
1: Wait this question sucks. I fucked that question up. <laughs> that was like, the obvious <laughs> question. <laughs> it's, here's, what it is, here's what it is. Would you rather sleep in a closet and have your best round by 2 strokes at your favorite course on camera okay. or or sleep in a bed and not have that and not and just and just sort of have a mediocre round on camera
0: what tournament is it in
1: what tournament whatever your favorite <laughs> tournament is i don't know US Open
0: i mean if it was in yeah, if it I mean I don't know, I might have to go for that one. If it was in some huge tournament and that was gonna be life changing, then I would I'd sleep in them, then I'd sleep in my closet.
1: What, what's what's your current career low?
0: Sixty four.
1: Sixty four. So you're gonna shoot yeah. a sixty two at the US Open and uh, how big is your closet, by the way?
0: Um I'd have enough room to stretch. It's probably out. pretty
1: big. It's pretty big.
0: I'd put a mattress in there. It's
1: gonna be tough. <laughs> husband probably husband probably I'd not flee, feeling I'd okay the about closet. this decision.
0: He'd be like, great, you're going to take over the closet.
1: Okay. That's already been done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, because, you know, I think one of the things I feel like I've done really, you know, one of my main attempts uh, with the podcast is to get every, every sort of side of golf involved, whoever it is, whether it's an architect talking about their world, Um, you know, I know that. The golf like media world has changed so much, just in the past few years. I don't know when did you start your job uh, with Golf Channel? It's like not that long ago, right? I've, like, Yeah, I've been four.
0: with them like two and a half. I want to say two and a half years, maybe. Right. Most, okay. Yeah.
1: So even back then, the world was very different, right? I mean, Instagram was uh, very much there, but it, but you know, my experience of golf really is filtered through Instagram in a lot of ways. Like I. That's how I find out who's in the lead. That's how I find out um, how, you know, players are doing interesting stories, mostly that. Um, And I just, I was just sort of, you know, talking with Ashley Mayo about it. I've talked with um, so many great female golfers about all this stuff. It's it's an interesting framework, right? You've got golf that is, I don't know what the percentage is. Do you know what the male-female breakdown for golf is?
0: I do not. Do you know?
1: I mean, it's got to be like... Uh, eight out of ten, right?
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, probably. It's gotta be seven, seven or eight. Um,
1: and you know, I talked <laughs> with Paige about it a little bit, and I mean, Paige, we we had a wonderful interview. I was I was interested. I was blown away, and I was kind of I was like, why am I blown away? Uh-huh. And the reason why I think is because all I knew her from prior to that was her Instagram, which you know, I mean, hey, it's fine. It's a, it's, it's she's she has a job and she's doing her job, and I. And I think that all, all jobs are honorable, except I mean I don't know. Even if you're a hitman, you're probably hopefully you're killing people that deserve. It. I don't know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, moving on. But anyway, I I I realized that her Instagram persona had me think that she was uh, not smart. You know, and I and I was kind of shocked by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I don't want you to comment on that specifically. You know, because I'm sure that your friends. Uh, I am more curious about just the landscape as a whole of like. I don't know, like, uh, it seems like there's this kind of, I guess I'm wondering how you feel about, like, the golf babe phenomenon, like, does that bother you, I mean, um, I don't know, I I don't, I don't even know entirely where I stand on it, I guess it depends on different days, you know?
0: I mean, I, I think the thing is, is that social media clearly is just so vital in our everyday lives, and I think. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, um, and for me personally, it's one way for me to really connect with you know fans or viewers, um, or pe- and with people who have been following my career for a long time, or you know who are newly following or following from Golf Channel or Big Break or whatever it is. It's a way really for me to connect with them, and for them to kind of get to follow my journey and you know all the things that I'm that I'm doing and travels and all of that. Um, so it's just so important, I think, to, to have, to keep, you know, things posted on social media and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I mean, I do all of them, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, girls who are now like what they say, like, you know, Instagram golfers and, um, everyone's kind of, you know, doing their own thing and, trying to find their way and, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that social media has. So I think at the end of the day, you kind of just build, hopefully you build up your, your page to kind of, to really represent you. Um, and there's different ways of doing that. So, you know, with me, with my Instagram, I feel like I show a lot of golf, but then I show a lot of travel. And if you follow my Instagram stories, I really try to show a little bit more of, you know, my world, even just at home, um, you know, cooking or hanging out with my dog or having friends over, hanging out at the pool, because I think those things are really relatable to people. So uh, I think, you know, a lot of golfers and girls are going about different ways of how they make their channels, how they are perceived. But for me, I think it's definitely a, a really great tool to reach out to everyone and kind of expand your brand.
1: Right. I mean, and then as far as, uh, you know, what do you think that the, do you think the golf world needs anything right now? Do you think there's anything as far as this issue is concerned? Is there anything that, uh, that we can do? Is there, is there anything to do? Is there any problem with golf? With, with, with the idea of, I mean, are, should more women start playing golf? Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, there's...
0: absolutely. That's, I think that's, I mean, everyone talks about that. Yeah. The game, the game of golf, especially on the woman's side, you know, um, you know, everyone talks about how, you know, they want it to, to grow and, you know, and, and maybe social media could, you know, could be a way for that to happen, you know, um, a lot of my followers are men, but I do, I do feel like I'm getting more and more woman followers and girl followers, young girls. Um, and I think that absolutely helps to grow the game. So I think social media is going to be, or it absolutely has already been a way that, you know, it's going to pique some interest in more viewers on the female side. And hopefully it, you know, continues to do so. Um, I mean, obviously we all know that most people watch men's golf. Right. So, and that's kind of how it's been for a while, and it's, unless there's... It's just a certain, money thing, right? Or what, yeah, why it's a money thing. I mean, unless, there's, it, certain, the, unless there's certain players wow. at the top, on the woman's side, they're not really bringing a ton of viewers, so... Right. And it has to do with the money, you know, obviously everything really revolves around money, and then... Um, where the sponsorship is coming from, but you know, I think the LPGA tour is doing all right though. I mean, they've got their sponsorships and they've got, you know, their number of tournaments, but as far as viewerships and people actually sitting down on the weekend and watching women's golf, I mean, I mean, I'm in the business and I get it that most people want to watch PGA Tour golf. If I have the choice to watch either one, I'm more than likely going to watch PGA Tour golf as well if I'm being completely honest.
1: I mean, one of the one of the problems is that uh, it, the 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 coverage for PGA Tour is just better like like it is. whatever it is if it, they're they're the, it and it just all comes down to money I mean they're playing better courses they uh, yeah. the, the 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 camera work is better the whatever it is like uh, it's 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 sort of just a more enveloped experience that said I I've watched LPGA both in person and on television and. I, find it, I, I like it, and I've actually talked to some friends of mine that love uh, love watching golf, and they've said, yeah, I've started watching LPGA because I just find the PGA Tour unrelatable.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I think, uh, the thing is, too, is I don't think people realize, unless they're really involved in women's golf, how great these players are. I mean, even on Symmetra Tour, that, that tour also is stacked with amazing players. It's just so hard to get to that top level. Um, but... I think women, female golfers are more relatable. Their swings are more relatable. I mean, no average Joe's going to go out and be able to swing like Dustin Johnson, you know, or a Tiger right, Woods. Exactly. It's just out of their realm. But they can watch any of the women, really great female athletes and um, be able to learn from them. So that's kind of the, you know, the downfall of it is a lot of people realize it, but then I think some, you know, some people don't. So that, that, that and is you heard unfortunate. you it-
1: I think for me, you know, uh, the, one of the most egregious stories that I've been uh, trying to get is this. Uh, is this? I want to say, I am going to probably get someone's name wrong, but was it Inby Park at TPC Summerlin? Uh huh. Did you hear this story?
0: I don't know which, which one.
1: I could be getting your name wrong, but I they, they took away her parking space, and they were oh, like, it's only, for, um, "It's only for um, it's only for you know a golfers on 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 a PGA tour."
0: oh and she was like
1: what and then actually you know i had a wonderful email do you mind if i just dig through my email i had a really great email that i've been waiting to read okay uh on on the podcast um let's see so is it was it was, a, it was a while ago i think it was after allison lee came on um i had a um yeah okay there it is i had a uh Allison Lee came on, and we were talking a little bit about this. I mean, this is obviously old news; it happened a while ago. But uh, we had an email. Um, sorry, I'm literally. I should have had this prepared before. Um, an email about this, and I really like the email, and I've been meaning to read it. Okay. Uh, but I'm not finding it. We gotta have it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Um where is it these this is annoying but I don't have this I should have had this um, why can't I separate this I've got too many emails from this one address I can't find it um, maybe I can just search
0: the keyword
1: Lee Allison Lee's podcast there we go got oh, it okay more. so smart Here we go. (laughs) You did. Uh, This is great. This comes from Jane. Uh, Jane, if you're listening, I want you to know um, I got your email and I'm sorry I didn't respond. This is from May. Uh, I got your email and I I think we were CC. Anyway, whatever. Bullshit. Okay. Hello. I just listened to the podcast with Allison Lee and listened to Michelle's podcast when it came out. I just felt compelled to comment on the TPC conversation. I can't find out exactly who owns TPC courses, but the courses are definitely run by the PGA Tour. Since it's run by the PGA Tour, any member of the PGA Tour, PGA Canada, PGA Latin America, PGA China, has full access to all the TPC courses. Unfortunately, I mean, it doesn't, she doesn't mention LPGA, but, I mean, that's run by the PGA Tour. Um, Unfortunately, these TBC facilities aren't as welcoming to any female golfers. Just ask Jarena Pillar. She is treated better as the wife of Martin, mm-hmm. PGA Tour player, Martin Pillar, oh. than an LPGA player. Despite being three time Sol- Solheim Cup player, this topic just got me riled up, and so I had to make a comment. I'm a former pro, retired from the LPGA last year. Uh, do you know Jane Ra? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm reading her. Email, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So there you go.
0: Wait, is that her okay. who wrote that?
1: So, this is her, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, thanks for having a bunch of women on your podcast. Women golfers don't get much media coverage outside of Golf Channel, so it's nice to see women golfers on another channel of media besides Golf Channel. Um, I didn't know you know Jane. Oh, that's cool. I got it. I, I got to You know, I got to mark that. So I definitely respond.
0: And Jarena, um, I played. She was on Big Break with me, at Prince Edward Island. We competed together <laughs> a long time ago, no so way. I've known her for a long time. Yeah.
1: She's so cool. She, she is. And I did a waste management commercial this year.
0: Yeah, she's she's a sweetheart.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you make of that? I mean, I, it's like, is it just, should we just talk about something else? Or is this just like, is it interesting? I, I just, I think I just look at it and I'm like, Hey, what the fuck are we doing wrong? Yeah. Like, I mean, who's it's making ridiculous. these decisions? You know what I mean? Like we, we need to, that's why I think it's interesting to talk about because like I said, I don't really want to talk about politics, but this is something I do want to talk about because this is the reason why it's really interesting to me is because to imagine my life without golf, uh, I, I don't know it it, it looks kind of sad to me when I think about it because it's just given me so much. And so to imagine that there's a girl out there that doesn't want to play golf because she was treated x way is 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 totally wrong. and I mean, it's sure it's wrong for a man to do it to another another guy, but it's just it's even more so wrong, especially with the way everything is sort of unfolding in our world. anyway, I just I don't know. like I mean, I'm just wondering if there's anything we can do.
0: I mean, I think probably just talking about it really is gonna is where to begin, right? Bring some light on the conversation. And, and I think people just get away with, you know, with those types of actions. And then it just keeps going and going and going until somebody talks about it and, you know, somebody gets held accountable and, you know, maybe things hopefully start to slowly change, but I think it's going to be a process because it's just, the game has been so male driven, you know, for, since forever. So it's going to take some time.
1: Have you seen anything in your life? Uh, let's start with within golf that you've actually said, Hey, you know what? That's not right. And you've actually walked up and done like a citizen's arrest.
0: Sorry. The last part cut out.
1: Have you have you seen anything in your life on the golf course that that was basically some version of what we're talking about and then actually done something in the moment like a citizen's arrest
0: on the golf course? I can't say that anything has particularly happened to me on the golf course like that. Um, cause it would absolutely light. stand out cause it would absolutely stand out in my head if it did. I mean, you know, obviously here there's, you know, even here in Arizona, there's courses that if I want to go play, I could only go play on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> I think now they expanded oh, it to it's a Tuesday m- afternoon, you know? So it's like, it's what the heck? it's man only every other day? Yeah.
1: That's crazy to me that that's even legal.
0: I know. It's wild, isn't it? So I think I've played like there twice being, and it's like pretty ridiculous.
1: How is that a... How is that a policy? Because that's basically like saying, hey, black people, we'd love for you to come play on Tuesdays at midnight.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. How can they you do that? You get to off at, you know, four o'clock and, you know, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bring your glow balls. We're totally yeah, open-minded.
0: I know. So that's, I mean, that's something, but, oh, man. No, but really,
1: I mean, Blair, do you know, I don't understand how that's legal. Like, I don't, I guess it's because it's well, a private, private club. club. Private I
0: club, private club. I don't.
1: But but so is it legal for a private club to exclude racially?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good. That is a great point, right?
1: Like, what if they had a sign that said women can play on Mondays, blacks can play on Fridays? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, how it's the same, it's how the same is it twenty?
1: <laughs> how is it different? It's it's crazy to me. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I actually want to get the answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try to find non golf related politicians. I'm mean, gonna like someone in a government office who can explain that one to me
0: see maybe you can man this whole you know change
1: that's Do something totally like that insane. get some you know,
0: answers I mean, yeah make them an- would a- would ask you, those questions uh,
1: if, if uh thoughts on Mirfield, you know i mean this was obviously old news as well but i mean oh, it's yeah. still interesting to me like were, were you like fuck that i'll never play there or did you play there and you were just like eh, i don't agree with your politics but i like your course
0: well i've never been there so i've it hasn't happened, but that whole story is wild as well. I mean, it's, I mean, it is, I mean, ultimately, it is discrimination, you know? Yeah. So.
1: For what purpose, also? It's like, hey, you know what? You know, you know, like, you know that person you only play and with? Money. She's the mother of my children. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't does your husband play golf
0: he does he loves it
1: do you guys go play together do you do you competitive do you have fun what, yeah so protocol?
0: like i said so if we play he wants to play every weekend and i'm like oh no he plays in a league and i'll play with him when i do play with him we we uh, have to come up with a game <laughs> like some sort <laughs> of competitive a bet or something <laughs>
1: Right. To play, I yeah, just that. to keep it
0: interesting, because he knows he's got to keep my interest. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, he that's loves it, um, and which is which is great. He's super supportive of my career and everything I do in my traveling and all my goals and everything. So that's uh, really key to have. So.
1: What's uh? what do you want to do? Like, what's your big, what's your, what's your future goal? I mean, you know, you've had so much success. You're great at your job. You must be thrilled with where you're at right now. You seem like a very positive person. Um, what's, what's like the ultimate goal? Like, are you going to, you should start women's golf channel or you should, what do you, what's the thought there? Like, uh, you going to, do you want to do something outside of golf? Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, um, what's it called when you're an architect? You have a blueprint. What's the blueprint?
0: I mean, I guess I don't ever put a cap on it. Um, I think, for me, the reason why I've had s- pr- been pretty successful is because any opportunities that have come my way, uh, whether they've been scary or not, and most of them are scary, I've never backed away from anything, even if it's something I've never done or didn't have an experience in. I just like figured out a way to make it work. And so I think that's really been... Um, a really important quality that I have, um, that I'm not scared to, you know, that I'm willing to put myself in really uncomfortable situations, whether that be, you know, being in front of a camera or playing a golf tournament or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I think as long as I keep doing that, which I will, when opportunities come to me, I'm kind of just open arms and, um, I want to just keep doing what I'm doing, but then continuing to grow my brand and, um, you know, I think not put any limits on anything, There's really no roof.
1: That's so cool. I mean, that quality of doing things in spite of the fear is really, um, it's kind of like, cause I, I try to live by this sort of idea of like, well, I should just, uh, you know, whenever possible, whenever reasonable, say yes to more or less anything. And that's, that's sort of, only been realized to me rather recently, a couple of years, mm-hmm. even though I had been doing it in a lot of my life, now putting more energy into that concept. And I realized that that idea of saying yes to stuff has actually, you know, without me even realizing it, put, put me into situations that I was terrified, right? Right. But, uh, and I think I just found that as like, it just sort of the adventure of life was just sort of like, um, you know, oh my goodness, I'm now in a place that I don't know where I am, I have, uh, I've, I, you know, I I was kind of looking for something and now my phone's dead or whatever it is. And I'm like, whoa, I got, I got, I don't know anybody here or whatever it is. I mean, or or even standing in front of the camera for the first time, like, I was like, how do you do this? You know, how do you do that?
0: Yeah. I think it's cool to just really collect all these new experiences. And when something clicks, it clicks and, and you just—it's like you just figure out how to do it, <laughs> and it's right. a pressure too. You know, it's putting yourself in pressure situa- situations, really, and seeing if you're gonna sink or swim. So,
1: what's your uh, what's your favorite golf phrase? Do you have one? My favorite what? Golf phrase.
0: My favorite golf phrase. Oh, I don't know if I have one. I mean, I think just in life, everything happens for a reason. Um, give it your best and your best is good enough. I think those are Ooh, excellent like ones. One. Yeah, I think that's...
1: I like that one because I finished yesterday bogey, bogey, bogey from the fairway. And I had one of my lowest rounds in a long time, 75, which is good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And bogey, bogey from the fairway. But you know what's really funny? Is I walked in smiling, which was very unlike me.
0: That's good positivity and then especially when you play well just I think looking back on my career just like really enjoying the times that you play well because I think yeah. it's really easy to get down yourself when you don't hit a good shot or you don't have a good round but then when you play well sometimes you just feel like oh well yeah I should be playing well like I expect that for myself you know I think looking back I'm like eh, I would I would have really really just soaked it in like I played really well, you know? and Just be like so proud <laughs> of yourself. Be like, pat yourself on the back a little bit more. I think that's really important in this game.
1: Right. Yeah, pat yourself on the back. Um, thank you for spending time with me and the listeners of The Eric Lang Show. We're all very grateful. Um, and those of you still listening, mom and dad, Anybody else? You heard Blair. Uh, pat yourself on the back every once in a while. Yeah. Um, thanks, Blair. I look forward to actually meeting in person one day. That'll be, we'll, we'll be like old friends, even though we will have never um, actually met. <laughs>
0: we will. We'll have to make it happen. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Okay. Bye.
0: Bye.